The following podcast is a work of fiction. All characters are the creation of Peter Williams. Any resemblance to someone living or dead is purely coincidental. Thank you. A happy moment. It's not something Maggie has had many of, if any at all. Yet, walking in the spring sun has set her heart into confusion. As she and Jonah return to the flower shop, for just tea? Is it really just that? Hmm? And Master Jonah? Shouldn't you be more careful of what you drink, Master Jonah? And Maggie? You like the hills of Upper Rift, don't you? But they've always held a strange sense of deja vu for you, hmm? What mysteries will you find as you accompany our hero to Jess's old house? A quick reminder that this podcast does contain disturbing images, graphic violence, child endangerment, and sea salty language. <laughs> now let's venture together on this Tentacle Tuesday, back to the flower shop, and to a place where not only the rain comes rushing in. In Chapter 9... Tea for two. Jonah and Maggie walked back down Main Street and away from the library. As they reached the crest of the hill, the warm spring sun caressed Maggie's face, highlighting her freckles. While she was not stunning, she had a simple, quiet beauty. She stopped for a moment and closed her eyes, taking a deep breath as a breeze carried the scent and sound of the bay. Today, she was allowed to play human. Anything to ensure snaring her prey. And she noticed just how well such a simple thing could entice Jonah. How intrigued he seemed to be. And yet, she could also help but feel... Again, the words escaped her. In some ways, she just wished she could stay here in this moment, soaking up the sun while staring at the seagulls flying over a few boats in the harbor. As she paused, Jonah couldn't help but stare a little at Maggie. The sun seemed to make her skin glow as she leaned forward into the breeze, giving him an impression of a bird in flight. Again, a sea breeze kicked up, swirling some papers and dried leaves into the air, making Maggie stumble a little. Jonah caught her hand, pulling her back. Maggie was surprised by how warm it was. So warm, she thought to herself, and then she quickly yanked it away. He's a human boy, she reminded herself. She couldn't afford any attachment. It would complicate her mission. They turned the corner away from the harbor and down a little cobblestone alleyway. A few tables sat under umbrellas, giving it a European feel. The scent of pizza and cappuccino added to that mystique. This time, Jonah stopped and took a deep breath. These are two things he loved. He'd always dreamed of walking through a small Italian village as his mother prepared Sunday dinner. It made his house feel so warm, so full of love. That smells amazing, he said. I guess, Maggie said. I'm not really into Italian or coffee. Really? Jonah said. Oh, as far as I'm concerned, there's nothing better than a cheesecake and a cup of coffee. Well, hopefully my tea suits your needs. Jonah was a little embarrassed. That might have come across poorly, and he barely knew this girl. Yes, yeah, sorry. I get a little carried away sometimes. Humans, I mean, people always do. They think first with their stomachs or, oh, never mind. Sorry, this time I was being rude. It's okay, 
I... Oh, wow. He saw the sign above the door of the flower shop. It was black iron cut to look like a crescent moon looping over a crow in flight. It reminded him of an old-fashioned sign that you might see in a farming village. Hanging under it was the name Crescent Moon Florals. Is this your aunt's place? The building was an old-fashioned three-story brownstone. Big glass windows wrapped the first floor, catching some of the sun's gleam as it strolled overhead. An assortment of jasmine, carnations, arnica, foxgrove, and a strand of dark red roses filled the windows. It's amazing. Your aunt must make a fortune. We do okay. Unfortunately, she has a clumsy helper, and I'm constantly having to replace vases. Maggie opened the door and clicked on several lights, revealing several more tables with an assortment of flowers he had never seen. Beyond that was a wooden wall with a second door and a service window that said, Mag's Workshop. Come on, my kettle's back here. I also have some honey-baked walnut rolls that I baked this morning, if you're settled for something besides cheesecake. Jonah smiled. He could tell she was teasing him and responded, Yes, please. That sounds nice. Maggie turned the knob on the stove and lit the pilot light. Grabbing her tea kettle, she put it over the flame and started putting two different types of loose teas into two tea infusers and then hung them on the edge of two kitten-shaped mugs. Those are cute, Jonah commented. You like cats? Maggie asked, and Jonah nodded. My aunt likes them. Personally, I'm indifferent. I think I like birds better. The tea kettle whistled as she placed a slice of dark brown, cakeish-like bread in front of him. He could smell both the honey and the walnuts. Is that why you have a crow as part of your logo? Oh, that? Yes, especially since I've been called magpie by every person that enters the shop. It got annoying, but I decided to embrace it. I found a metal shop and they were able to make the sign for me. She placed a blue-shaped kitty mug in front of him, taking the black one for herself. The smell of rose, honey, and jasmine filling the air. So, tell me about your friend. Jonah took a bite of honey walnut cake and washed it down with some tea, burning his throat as he did so. Ow, ow, ow! Silly, you know I just made that. Embarrassed, he wiped his face and slumped backwards into the seat. Maggie was surprised at how casual he was. She would have thought someone feared by the order enough to be marked for termination would be more... scary. <laughs> I'm not thinking. It just smelled so good. You really baked that? Yes, and I made the tea from things you see around the shop. My aunt showed me how. So, your friend? Who, Jess? I met her a little over a year ago. She moved next door to me. She was picking wildflowers in a lot when a stray dog went after her. Oh, so you played the brave hero and required her. Not exactly. My dad did. I just happened to be there and we started talking. And why do you think she died under suspicious circumstances? While I can't tell you everything, I know her father was abusing her. We found that out. We found that out after she died. But I just can't believe she'd kill herself. I, I just can't. No offense. That seems kind of high and mighty to me. You're putting your feelings and your values on someone else. The poor thing may have simply wanted to be done with this world. Maggie's words were cold, but they did ring true. 
Jonah was putting his own feelings and values and placing them on Jess. It wasn't something he really thought about before. Ow. Tea still too hot? No, as in, ow, that hurt. I'm not sorry, Maggie replied. I don't believe in dancing around things. So, what do you plan on doing now, Jonah? Now that the library and the hospital couldn't help? I was thinking about checking out her last address. I see. As Maggie responded, he couldn't help but feel like the shadows in the room were growing. He was becoming uncomfortable. He put down the cup of tea shakily and tried to stand. What's wrong? I, I don't know. I feel weird. Let me get you some water. Yes, please. He felt feverish and his muscles ached. Maggie returned with a glass of water and he sipped it. She even brought him a wet towel for his head. What he didn't notice was Maggie putting a knife away inside a very large book. Better? Strange enough, he was starting to feel better. Yes, uh, thank you. I have no idea what could have made me feel so sick. Maybe you're allergic to something in the tea. In the future, you should be more careful of what you drink. The way she emphasized it was curious, and it wouldn't be for a little while until he really understood what she meant. Yes, maybe. Thanks, he replied. Are you still going to go visit her home? She asked as she cleared away the dishes. Yes, tomorrow. It's up more in the hills, so it will take time to hike. I'll go prepare the bouquet I promised. Although, I think you're better off just letting it go and putting the flowers on her grave. The suggestion pained Jonah. She immediately saw that and apologized. I'm sorry. Now I'm putting my feelings on your situation. It's, it's okay. I, I think I really should be going, he said, still feeling uneasy. Maggie bit her lip. She had spoiled the perfect opportunity. The tea had worked fast, faster than she expected. If she hadn't broken the spell, this boy would be incapacitated and then dead. Now the fly was being let go by the spider. I'm an idiot, she thought to herself. I understand, she replied, but knowing he was still under her influence, she added a little suggestion. I could accompany you if you like. It's only Tuesday in, and as I said, we're generally closed. I could make us lunch and we could make a day out of it. You wouldn't feel strange? No, and I like Upper Rift. All the old homes on the hillside, plus I could see all the wild birds I can't see here. Okay, uh, sure. Can you meet me tomorrow morning around 8? I'm staying at the Blue Stone Bakery and Cafe on Binwater, just off Main. Yes, I'm familiar with it. I will meet you at 8. Cool. Still feeling a little woozy, he got up and slowly made his way outside. Maggie watched him go. While she had blundered her first attempt, the second one should work perfectly. The poison mother had given her would still be in effect tomorrow, which meant he would still have no spiritual sense and no ability to use his powers. That, and she wouldn't need to worry about cleaning up the mess here. The next morning was cloudy. A heavy mist covered the bay. Jonah put on a jacket and again left his backpack in the room. The owner was good to his word, and he found himself being served some pancakes, eggs, and breakfast sausage. Maggie arrived just around eight. Hey, the owner said. 
Why don't you tell me you're such a pretty friend? I could have made her breakfast too. What do you say, young lady? No, thank you. And turning to Jonah, we probably should move quickly. I sense a heavy rain coming. Right, Jonah said, taking a final bite and pushing back the plate. Thank you. No worries, kid. Be safe. Remember, Upper Rift gets messy this time of year. The roads can become a proverbial mudslide. Again, he said, thank you, as he waved and the two headed up and away from the Corner Street Bakery. A chill bit into Jonah, and he could see his and Maggie's breath as they moved along Brick Street and back around the Red Steel Bridge and onto High Ridge Road. The path rose quickly, and as Mr. Davin said, it was a little slick, even though it hadn't rained in over a week. Yet, you could still see the evidence where cars dug in to regain their grip as they ascended up the dirt road. Man, this must be awful in winter. Maggie's face looked strained, and Jonah put his hand on her shoulder. Hey, are you okay? I'm fine. But she wasn't. The road seemed so familiar to her, but she couldn't place what it was. Almost like a shadowy deja vu. A light rain began to fall, and the two pulled their hoods over their heads. They could barely make out any of the gothic-looking structures through the mist and rain. Maggie shivered and pulled her jacket tighter around herself. Maybe we should go back. Try again tomorrow, Jonah suggested. No, it's fine. I'm fine, Maggie insisted. Today, it had to be done today, before Mother's potion wore off. The road flattened out and a sad-looking cottage sat looking at them through the grayest mist. The trees and brush had overtaken most of the yard, and the once white shingles were now cracked and covered in mud. One window barely hung in its sleeve over a fading pink trim. Jonah wondered if that had been Jess's bedroom. Taking out the letter, he confirmed the house number, 31 High Ridge Road. This was it, and the house looked as cold and dead as a tomb. The rain began to come down harder, and Jonah sensing nothing malignant, turned to Maggie and said, I guess we should go in and wait inside until it clears. Maggie said nothing and followed slowly behind him. Something about this place felt off. The wood creaked under their weight, but it wasn't so rotted as to give way. The overhang, although damaged by a recent storm, still held in place as they pushed through the front door into what must have been the living room. A clap of thunder rumbled, and the rain became a deluge, dripping through the very spots in the decaying ceiling. Jonah began to survey his surroundings. The living room wall was made of the same blue stone that lined the hills and surrounded a huge mantel place. Fading pictures of a happy couple sat next to a curious statue, one that looked like a tentacle with five eyes. Jonah picked up the picture and started to study it. He didn't recognize the woman or the two little girls but he did recognize the sleazy looking. That same feeling of ill that he got in the flower shop quickly overtook him and pain ran through his arm, although he sensed and felt nothing ominous. He looked over to Maggie, who was now standing between him and the doorframe. Lightning flashed again, revealing a cruel looking curved knife in her hand. Maggie? I'm sorry, Jonah, she said, shaking violently. It wasn't just the thought of killing the boy. No, something else. Something that made her head swim, and every time she pushed the thought away, it came roaring back at her. Then, from behind him, 
behind Joan is something else. Something sickly crawling out of the fireplace. Slowly it stood up, taking a slight resemblance of a man. Lightning flashed again, revealing his face to Maggie, who immediately dropped the knife on the floor. There was something horrifyingly familiar about him. Hello, Magpie. <laughs> Maggie fell to her knees, tears pouring down her cheeks as flashes of things long forgotten came back all at once. Uh-oh. Who is that crawling out of the fireplace? Oh, no. And poor Jonah can't sense him or use his powers. That Cassandra, she's really a crafty one. <laughs> but wait, why does Maggie recognize this creature? What has this unlikely meeting in the storm unlocked? Find out in next week's chapter. Chapter 10, Long Forgotten Memories.